Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's just a special man. Um, forget the player. Um, obviously, I never knew the player. I know the man. And um, just what an awesome representation of this, this organization, this community, a guy that embraces um, all the responsibility that comes with being him. Um, I just admire his passion for Pittsburgh and, and, and young people. Um, he served a long time on the board with my wife, Pittsburgh Promise, and his passion for others in this place uh, and the Steelers is unparalleled and it's, it's to be admired. Good morning, Max. Good morning, Steelers Nation. We're going to start this day <clears throat> a little bit of a heavy heart. A lot of grief overflowing here, Max. Yeah. I was uh, absolutely stunned this morning. Um, <clears throat> didn't see that one coming. And, uh, you know, the fact that uh, Franco was on the show uh, with, you know, Pat Fryermuth a week ago. We're up at uh, Market District. And he just rocked the house as he usually did. Just such a great, great man. Such a wonderful man. Yeah. Uh. So, what we got to do is we have to forge ahead. And, uh, you know, there's... There, words really fail at this point in time. You know, this one is a, it's a gut punch. No doubt about it. <clears throat> You know, everybody, we are all celebrating the upcoming celebration, 50th, of the Immaculate Reception. And, uh, you know, this one really, boy, I don't even know. But we've lost a legend. And uh, immediately, I know I can speak for Max at this point, our thoughts, prayers, and love go to Dana Doc and the entire Harris family, all his teammates, as well as, you know, the extended family, that is Steelers Nation, and I know everybody out there shares in this grief. Anybody that's experienced, you know, being around Franco, Franco's Italian Army, all the great, uh, you know, members and, and fans throughout the years. But I know that we have to forge ahead, and we will forge ahead. This day will be a celebration of life.
of the great Franco Harris, that's for sure. We're going to have some familiar voices share their thoughts. And then later on, we're going to open the phone lines, and, and we want uh, Steelers Nation, uh, we're here for you. We're all going to grieve together. No, that was uh, that was beautiful, Wolf. And you're right. I mean, everybody knows the Hall of Fame player. They know the, you know, the mo- the greatest play in NFL history. But when you get to know the man, you realize that ah, so yeah. much more special than that. Um, yeah. One of the first Steelers I ever met when I came to Pittsburgh. Um, as a rookie draftee, and uh, now did you meet him at the airport? The statue, <laughs> you know, it's funny, I did not meet him at the airport, <laughs> but you know, you, you, you know, a lot when you come in. And I was a guy that did not know a lot about the Steelers outside of you know, just hey, this is a, this was a great storied franchise, you know, had a tremendous history. Um, but I met him early on, you know, my first day there. Uh, it was a bunch of Steelers that were there to meet the rookies and talk to us, and he was one of them. And, you know, I just remember there used to be a festival at the point, you know, right. in, in, the, in the summer. And I would, I would meet Franco there, and we'd, <laughs> we'd go to this little Mediterranean food truck and grab some grape leaves. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah, and uh, and we and we go sit and talk, and you know, Franco always had meetings because I lived downtown my whole career, and you know, I would I would just see Franco on the street, like walking out of my apartment, or later when I moved to my condo, and I would you know we would just stop in the middle of the street and you know give each other a big hug and say hello, and right, right, check in with the daily schedule, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I got meetings over here, over here, yeah. um. And I just remember, you know, um, for a long time, you know, when he had the super bakery, um, he, you know, I actually was one of the first ambassadors for a super donut campaign for element for, uh, for school kids. Wasn't that a um, great or, donut? It was a great donut, a healthier donut, um, <laughs> you know, protein and fiber infused with vitamins. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And just his passion for people and helping people and finding oh. a problem and trying to trying to find a solution um, was just amazing. And so, you know, I served as ambassador on that program for about five years. Um, that is so I had cool. Just, you saw you saw him a little bit more recently than I did. I saw him at the Ring of Honor, and uh, as we were walking through the uh, the museum, and you know, this is at the end right, uh, when everybody's right. kind of clearing out. So him, Docket. Doc and Dana are there, and we're all just talking, and uh, and we we were we were um, talking about Super Bowl coming out here this year. Wow! And uh, he and we were making sure we had each other's phone number because there were some events. <laughs> yeah, he wanted me to come come to, and I was gonna, and you know, I wanted to invite him to, and and we were making plans as far as where we're gonna go and what we're gonna do, and and we just and, and because my my daughter's golf coach. Um, Anne Marie is really close with Dana and Franco, and so we were talking about Anne Marie and the girls playing golf, and and we just had it was just such a special moment. But yeah, it's incredible. You know, you just it it just 
it just took the wind right out of me. I uh, it was amazing because I had a buddy of mine text me. Um, I don't know early. It was around six in the morning, somewhere in there, and uh, just expressing you know his grief and thoughts. And I, I had no idea. I hadn't turned on the TV. I hadn't turned on you know anything of uh, substance uh, news wise. And um, man, it just just caught me out of nowhere. And, and you know the fact was we were efforting, and he was we. Uh, we had him uh, lined up for a Friday on the show here. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it just, um, wow. A real lap. You know, it's funny because yeah. you, met, you, you talk about the Super Donut, and I remember Tunch and I, when we first, when I first retired, Tunch and I had a sports marketing company we ran together. And uh, we'd just do minor events, things of that nature. But it, we were over in the building where he had his offices at Super Donut. So when I found out that, the, you know, Frank was downstairs, it was like, uh, you know, go down, hit a donut here and there. <laughs> he, had big, <laughs> he had a big freezer in his office, you know. And, and it was yeah. so funny because he never said a word, but later on, Tunch will be goes, <laughs> Franco told Tunch, he said, hey, man, your boy's killing me. He's killing my bottom line. He's coming down here hitting my donuts. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, but he man. was so yeah. gracious, man. You know, the thing, yeah. just listening to Mike talk about him, but the man that he was, the man, you know, that he will always be remembered for. Uh, you know, it's funny because I remember I went to um, a Mike uh, Mike Webster's Hall of Fame induction over in Canton. And I'm there with the, my bride, Faith, and we're, you know, navigating with all, tons of other people coming in for it. And Franco spies us, and he just would not relent and go in until he got me parked somewhere. You know, it was one thing where the, the you know, the, the the Legends Park or something like that, and he, he somehow got yeah. me in there, you know what I mean? Not Legends. I mean the Hall of Famers Park. <laughs> yeah. Know, the yeah. Hall of Famers. And, and he just, I'm like, Frank, I, it's all right, I'll find a park. But no, no, no way. And he just was unrelenting, just such a wonderful, gracious man, and I love that man so. And it just. Uh... Yeah. 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 Yeah, I just somehow and, I think we're going to be saying yeah a lot today. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely are. And um, you know, it was funny, you know, because I found out because obviously, you know, this morning everything hit so early. Um, I was still asleep, and I just remember when I woke up at six, I was in the bathroom, and you know, my wife um, heard me rustling because she gets up at like four a.m. Oh my heavens. Yeah, she's up early. Um, and she saw the news, and oh, she came, and, and she was like, I didn't want to wake you up because I wanted you to get your rest. But um, she's like, and I don't want to be the one to tell you this news. Um, I'd rather you check your phone. I was like, huh? I was like, no, just just, just, just tell me. I mean, you were, <laughs> you know, you know, just let me know. Yep. Give it to me straight, right? And, and she was like, Franco passed, and I was just like, I was in shock. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, no, no. What are you? What are you talking? I'm like, we are be. about to sell. Ce- we're about to celebrate him. We're about to retire his jersey. I'm like, I just saw he's supposed to be out here for Super Bowl. I'm like, no, I refuse to believe that. Right? I I reject and rebuke all of these words. <laughs> and <laughs> and and then then it hit me. Yeah. And. I just fell back like a like a ton of bricks, you know, being dropped in a 
I just sat down on like the, there's like a little ledge in our bathroom, right? And, and I just cried. I mean, yep. I was like, it was just yeah, it was devastating. And all my buddies sending pictures, right? Uh, t- talking about all the random times you know that we had. Like Dre was talking, Trey. You know, I talked to Trey Essex and uh, and Trey was sharing on the phone with me. He was like, man, he's like. He's like, I vividly remember the first time I met Franco right. at uh, Alan's Glimmer of Hope event. In the early stages, there was a ping pong table there. <laughs> Trey, Trey was not sober. Um, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I remember playing with Franco, you know, for a long time at that table. And he politely kicked my butt. Uh, <laughs> but he did it in such a polite manner. Um oh. You know, but he's like, he's like, and he was always the most gracious guy. My other buddy, Brian Brantley, you know, flew down with him uh, for the Kentucky Derby this past year. And they all hung out at the, at the Derby together. So it was just, you know, the outpouring of different emotions and interactions. My good, you know, another good buddy, Matt Ridley, you know, Matt uh, was at the Hall of Fame with us and he, t- he snapped a picture um, and send it over. He sent it. He sent it over. Like Max, I lo- I just found this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a picture of myself, um, Brett Kiesel, um, Mr. Priaco, and uh, Franco. Oh, yeah. We're all together taking a photo together. Um, and just it's just so many memories, so many emotions. Because he touches, you know, so many lives, and he's so gracious with his time. Right. You know, there's no moment that's too big or too busy for him i mean he was he was a hall of fame person as well as a hall of fame football player and that's you know heaven's a little brighter today but (laughs) earth's a little bit darker you know yep because that that spirit is not here today yep i hear you max and it's just you know it's just amazing i got a picture in uh, my my file there a picture day and it must have been one of the, I think it was probably the 82, 83, right around there. Uh, and there's Tunch, Franco, myself, and Picture Day, you know, lining up. To, you know, and you just see these guys. And it's just like, wow. Uh, I think I think I've now hit the 20s as far as guys that uh, I've played with that have passed away. And it's... Uh, it's uh, it, it's it, it's really hard, you know. What I mean, but um, yeah. you know, the thing about it is to remember the great things that he's done because no one who ever encountered Franco anywhere, whether it was on stage, on the field, or on the street, will ever forget the moment that they uh, they encountered him because he was that great of an individual, and he was one of those guys who went out of his way to share himself with you in a way that. Um, made you feel special you know like you were if, if he was talking to you you felt like he was just talking to you you know what i mean yeah. like you were the most important person to talk to at that moment you know and yeah. i just i i treasure that i treasure the memories i treasure the super donuts that i ate <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> you know I, yeah. I i there's just so many things you know it's i always used to laugh and joke the running joke with us was that i was in the pro football hall of fame because my right knee down to my shoe is in the lower right-hand corner of his Hall of Fame picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That's my claim you to ma- fame. You, you made it, Wolf. I made, made it, it, baby. Thank you, Franco. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, you're right. This, this is a celebration of a life. Yes. This isn't the morning of a passing. Right. Because he wouldn't want that. 
You right. know, he, he he wanted everyone to be happy. Yep. He he wanted to make sure that people felt seen. Yes. That they felt noticed. Yes. And that they felt special and everything that he did. So we're going to try and do that for him today. Yep. Um, yes, we will. Because we will. We have we will, to. We have to. Yes. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We're going to bring Jerry Dulac, the cool breeze is coming on. Because he's got some memories and he's got some interactions, Max, and we're going to forge ahead with him. And uh, we're forge ahead with this day and remembering this great, great, great man. What a great individual uh, Franco Harris was, is, and always will be in our hearts and our minds. We'll be back after this with more right here in the locker room. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, we're going to move ahead. We're going to forge ahead. And we're going to bring on Jerry Dulac, who, uh, of course, he's a uh, Post-Gazette writer and uh, a game day the uh, radio game day host. I'm sorry, Jerry. Just bring you on. Everybody knows you. Um, yeah, we're just going to exactly. move ahead here. We're, we're still kind of reeling Max and I from uh, what I'm sure he has the same effect on you, brother. Yeah, there's no question, fellas. It's just an incredibly sad day. Um, you know, when you consider what lied ahead in the next couple days, oh. uh, the celebration not just by the Steelers, but the league, you know, to right. schedule this game when they did. Uh, you know, the, the the NFL Network is premiering uh, the Franco Harris of football life on Friday night at 9 p.m., you know, to tie in with this entire celebration. Uh, you know, what the Steelers have planned at the monument, uh, you know, on General Robinson Street outside the stadium Friday, you know, uh, just everything tied in with that. And, and, it's just shocking, stunning news, um, given the magnitude of everything that was going to transpire this weekend. And, and also, you know, just what a great person Franco was. I mean, you know, let's just forget for a moment, you know, his iconic stature in the game. You know, a, a pro football Hall of Famer. The guy, you know, the guy who changed it all. I talked to Mike Wagner this, just a little bit ago, and he said, you know, he was the last piece of the puzzle. And, and, and it all changed when Franco came in, in 72. And it was just, you know, it was just his look. You know, he had that Greek god look about him. I've always said if, they, if um, there was a, um, um, you know, a monument, a Mount Rushmore of great mm -hmm. Steelers, and you had to put four people up there, who would you put up there? Right, well, right. One of them, one of them would be Franco yep. because not only of what he represented to the franchise and what he did – but just that that look of him, you know, that that appearance, that that, uh, you know, that familiar uh, a face of his. And and that's just what he meant, um, you know, to the organization. He's Pittsburgh, um, you know, what he meant to the city. He's not from here, but, man, he was a part of the city. And um, to me, it's as tragic a news and sad news as when Roberto Clemente was uh, killed in that plane crash 50 years ago eight days apart from when Franco died, you oh know, he, 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 yeah. And he passed away. He was killed 10 days after eight days after the immaculate reception. 
And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's wow. incredibly, incredibly sad, fellas. No, it absolutely is, Jerry. And, you know, um, we always look for those moments, you know, obviously in this moment, sharing, you know, some of our favorite moments. So I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, you know, one of the memorable moments that sticks out to you about your interaction with uh, with Franco that, uh, that that's a special moment for you. You know, uh, uh, Max, he was, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was a teenager in high school at the Immaculate Reception. Uh, but one of my, um, one of my first big ga- uh, games that I ever did as a professional was, uh, and as a young professional, when I was starting out in McKeesport, I was at the fourth Super Bowl in the Rose Bowl, you know, when they beat the Rams. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. my interactions with Franco were not uh, then and the t- team like they are today when I'm around them day to day, year after year. But I just always remember Franco as that type of player, but also when I did get to meet him and be around him later, just a gracious guy, you know, for all his greatness, he was as humble and as grounded really as, um, you know, as, as any professional athlete, forget athlete, star that you could be around. And he always comported himself that way. So in my interactions with him after his career, uh, you know, I obviously spent more time around him then and not that it was a lot, but it was just, you know, it was a different animal than what it is now with what I do professionally. Um, but I always remembered that about Franco. He was just that type of person. And I was always uh, amazed at the reaction people had when they met him. I'll tell you a quick story. A number of years ago, um, Ben Holland, the former Pitt basketball coach, he and I went out to dinner at uh, Morton's downtown and and Franco was there and Ben Highland wanted to meet Franco. I mean, he was like a little kid. And, you know, and it, Ben Highland's not from Pittsburgh. He's a he's a California born guy. And um, to to meet Franco and, and you know, he's a can you introduce me? Can you introduce me? So we went over and he was just in awe of meeting the great Franco Harris and Franco as kind as could be uh, to him and as gracious as can be. And that's just the way. That's just the way Franco was. And, but the impact, I think, that he had on people to see him, uh, you know, and then to meet him was, uh, uh, you know, that moment uh, uh, sticks out to me only because it's just reflective of the, of the reaction people had when, when they met Franco Harris. You know, the amazing thing, <clears throat> one of the beautiful things is that when a man can make you feel like uh, you're the most important person in the room when he's talking no to question. you and do that with an entire room of people. You know, that that says some something so total about the complexity that was Franco Harris, the great ball player, and yet what a great human being, what a what a wonderful person to one on one. I remember I have extended family down in Ohio and they came up uh for that walk that Tunch and I used to do. And right. you know, Franco would come to that and he I, I got a chance to um introduce um my extended family to Franco, and just like you and, and Max, you and so many people have had interactions with Franco. They came away feeling like, "Wow, I was I, I was one on one with him, even though you know there's a whole crowd of people around." But they all felt that special, I don't that that light that Franco is that to share with other people, where he made you feel like you were just somebody special, and it just you know uh, it's a great ability. Wolf, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, first off, that is that's a tremendous quality that any person 
would have that they make you feel that you're uh, that you're not only the only person in the room, but you're the most special person in the room. And for a player who would have every reason to feel like he is and probably is the most special player in the room, that uh, that was the that was the um, reaction. Uh, that's the way he made other people feel. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was I, I had a chance to talk to Bill Cower earlier as well, and you know, he said when when he came in in '92, you know, Bill Cower was a crafting kid. Um, he would bring in Franco and Rocky and Joe Green and Jack Ham and Mel Blunt because he wanted the rookies, uh, you know, he would bring them in to meet all the rookies because he wanted to show the rookies uh, what type of standard exists to be a professional, to show them how to comport themselves. And he said, and Franco was just, you know, he said, this is a guy who was an ambassador for the Steelers and for the game of football. And, um, you know, and of course, Cower got to know him, uh, uh, you know, on an extended basis. So they're both in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But, you know, he spoke of how grounded Franco was as, yeah. as a human being. And, um, yeah, he, you know, Franco was a special, special guy. There's no question about it. What he did for the, for the organization and the city, just think at 72, everything changed then for, uh, you know, the, for what the Steelers did in the 70s in their Super Bowl heyday. And, yeah, Joe Green was a cornerstone. There's no question about it. But, it, but you know, as Mike Wagner said, Franco was the last piece of the puzzle. And it all changed when he came in 72. Yeah, I mean, it's just – I mean, Wolf, we talked about this, right? I right. told you that that what you just described, Jerry, was – Exactly how I first met Franco. Uh, when the rookies, we all came in, he was the first Steeler I ever met. Um, no kidding. That's the way to kick it off, baby. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and and then who would have known that all these years later, like the relationship that would have been spawned. But, I mean, it, the irony and the symbolism and, you know, I'm not into numbers like a lot of people are, but, you know, he came in 72 – he passes it at the age of seventy-two. Right, I thought about uh, that. Alex. Yep, it, it, it's it it it's it's remarkable how things kind of happen. But you know, you know, this weekend is supposed to be. It's going to be. I'm not saying it's supposed to be. It's going to be um, a tremendous weekend to celebrate the career and the NFL life of him. But obviously, it's going to be a little bit heavier. Um, yeah. You know, knowing that he's not there to enjoy this, you know, and us to give him his roses. But, I mean, you, like you said, you know, there, there's events planned this entire weekend to celebrate that monumental moment and the moment that he left an indelible mark upon NFL history as well as Steeler history. Um, yeah, you know, Max, to, to your, yeah, to your I point. I struggle with it. Yeah, to your point. Uh, I'm with you. And what was what was planned as a celebration of the greatest moment, the greatest play in NFL history will now be, I would think, certainly hope, would turn out to be a celebration of Franco Harris. Um, And so the more I thought of it, I, I, you know, I thought, well, you know, I'm I hope that everything that was planned will go on. I don't think there's any reason 
uh, any reason not to do it because let's now, instead of celebrating the Immaculate Reception, let's celebrate the, the man who authored that celebration. And that was Franco Harrison. And, you know, maybe, maybe what was a celebration would have turned into a vigil. I don't know. But I think, uh, uh, you know, I think to go forward with everything, and it's not my decision, of course, I see nothing wrong with going forward with everything they had planned. I, I would okay. agree, brother. You know, I mean, because we, we celebrate not just the moment, but the man. And uh, Franco Harris was, he was beyond, uh, he was bigger than, than anybody just about, I can't think anybody bigger. Put, uh, put him maybe. up on Mount Rushmore. Mount yeah. Rushmore Steelers, Wolf. There's I, no question about it. You, can, you can name You can name eight guys that probably deserve to be among the four, but Franco universally would be one of them. There is no question about it. You know, one of my, my one of my favorite images that I have is that being at Three Rivers in practice, running a uh, a flow thirty six and watching him take it to the house on a handoff. Right. You know what right. I mean? You just right. you got that it, your belly around the outside block. You're leading up the sideline. Then Franco blows by me because he's always pushing me in the back. You know, he was always yeah. like, "Okay, let's go, move, move." <laughs> you know. Okay, okay, Franco, you're a little yeah, faster yeah. than I am. Okay, I'm running as fast <laughs> as I can. You know, and he would just and he just tear down the sidelines, and then he'd run all the way to the end zone, even if we were at the one end and it was an 80 yard run. He just routinely did that because he always wanted to finish putting that baby in the house. You know, in the end zone, and I I, yeah. I treasure those memories. It was just it was just great to watch. You yeah, know, Wolf. Hey. When I, uh, yeah, when I think of uh, you know the, the 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 touchdowns, you know, uh, you know the one in the Super Bowl, uh, the big games he had against the Cleveland Browns, right? Um, just there's just so many in in the mud up there in, in Cleveland with Rocky Blyer. <laughs> uh, you know, there's just so many uh, uh, images and moments of Franco, and you know, and and even you know his 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 greatness and changing of. The culture, if you will, was all also was uh, what was all part of that was Franco's Italian army. I mean, it just let's it swept it swept the country. God, they they inducted Frank Sinatra into Franco's Italian army. And so (laughs) that was just that was just all part of how the entire frenzy not only swept the city, um, you know, but like I said, but also the country and, and and all topped off by the immaculate reception. I mean, you can't script that. No, uh, it's just, it's incredible. And, um, you know, it's just, like I said, everything, just the timing, let's face it. When you hear, when everybody heard about Franco's passing this morning, you sit there and you think y- you're kidding me. That just can't be. It's just, it's like I said, it's just so incredibly sad, the timing and everything that's going on. It, it, re- it numbs you. It really does. Cause you think that, that, that it can't be. And, and, and no. yet, and yet here we are talking about it and dealing with it. exactly so and you know jerry we're gonna have to go but i just you know my bride just texted me and she put it in proper perspective she said just remember uh franco was 10 feet tall and bulletproof and that's what we all remember about him you know <laughs> yes there's no question absolutely. about absolutely thank you jerry we appreciate you checking in on this very sad day we're gonna Thanks, go to break jerry. now because we got bob yes, labriola bob labriola coming up next and we're gonna roll on for john because, hey, we all are all part of Franco's Italian Army, and we are all part of Steelers Nation. We'll be back after this.
is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're moving ahead here, and of course, our next guest is just someone uh, we all love, man. We want to bring on the Bob Labriola. He is a Steelers from Steelers.com, game day radio co-host and Steelers historian. And Labs, if anybody can somehow quantify or put into some sort of perspective Franco's contribution to the Steelers in the city of Pittsburgh, it would be you, my friend. Um, yeah. uh, I, 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 I'm going to try. Let's put it that way. That's let me, all let me, we're trying me, to do, Labs, let today. Me, let, me, let, me t- let me do it this way. Yes. Um. I'll give you a couple of quotes Beautiful. from people who know what they're talking about. Right. Um, we'll start with Joe Green. Mm. Franco was the heart and soul of our team. When Franco arrived, we became the Pittsburgh Steelers. Frank- Franco brought the Steelers out of the dark ages. Um, the other one is Dan Rooney. Um, he's one of the finest, most thoughtful human beings I've ever known. That's all I got. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, yeah. This is like, uh, you know, name it in two quotes or less. You just nailed it, Bob. <laughs> you know, that, uh, that was, that's remarkable, especially DMR. When you consider that from A to Z, the great one, Joe Green, puts him on a legendary status. And DMR kind of goes A to Z on the other side, talks about the, the, the man that Franco was too, and just really kind of sets the table for what we're facing here and the loss of such a unique and wonderful man such as Franco is just uh, it's just a hard one to take. That's for sure. Yeah, the timing too is just... Um, wow. Yeah. Cruel is yeah. the word I would use. Um, you know, and, you know, so much of this, uh, you know, shocking doesn't even, in my mind, doesn't even begin to paint the picture of this. I mean, um, you know, I'm watching, there's things on TV, you know, I'm, I'm on the internet, um, doing research I'm you know I'm all over social media and here's an example Pittsburgh today uh, comes on at nine o'clock or something KDKA TV um one of Bob Pompiani's daughters is a co-host right and I'm gonna say Selena I really hope I'm getting it right I think you Um, are I think you are that that should not be any security to you (laughs) (laughs) but i mean she's on she was on the air talking about he was just on this show yesterday i just talked to him he was so excited about you know the upcoming weekend and and you know it it, there's there was there was that it's a shock i i you know again i mean i'm i'm sorry this is radio and i'm supposed to be able to you know be communicating uh, with words, spoken words, and they kind of leave us at I, this moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what to say that um, can put this, 
what happens into any kind of perspective. I certainly cannot make it understandable right, um, right. in any way. And then, you know, to try and put this man's life, um, you know, into a soundbite yeah. uh, is, is impossible. Right. Um, right. And it's, you know, and, and this, you know, Mike Tomlin was talking about him yesterday right. at his news conference, went into some detail, you know, about Franco Harris, uh, their work together on Pittsburgh Promise. Um, you know, one of the many things, you know, that Franco um, was, is in, was involved in, um, you know, to help in the community. And, the, and he's gone. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I apologize to your listeners for, you know, just kind of babbling and rambling. But um, the man, and I didn't even really know him that well. I'm not going to, I don't feel um, qualified to uh, really try and use my own experiences or my own interactions with him or any of that to, to try and put all of this into perspective because... You know, I, I, I didn't know him that well. Uh, I, I never really covered the team before, you know, his career ended. I was there for, you know, a little bit at the very end. Um, there was an occasional, uh, you know, home game or something. But, I mean, it's not like I ever spent any time talking to him in his dorm room at St. Vincent College or, you know, a lot of the kinds of, uh, things that were available to the media, you know, <laughs> yeah. during the 1970s and yeah. to get to know these, these guys. So, um, but I mean, I, I certainly have nothing bad to say about him. There was nothing ever about him that was not first class, yeah. you know, on the field, uh, in the community, um, it's a, it's, it's, well, it's tragic, first of all, and it's, you know, um, the world is a lesser place today than it was yesterday. I think that's what you echoed, Max, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, you know, when you, I mean, and, and like you said, Labs, I mean, he, in the limited interactions that people might've had with him, he just left such a magnanimous mark upon you like he he had this certain endearing quality where he could draw you in <laughs> and you just felt like you you know like you yeah. say like in a room full of people he can make you feel like you're the one you know and i think that was something that's just so rare in people um and especially when you consider the stature that he held and the fact that he literally gave more than he took yeah. And that's kind of what makes it so tough to deal with is because he was such a, a great human being. And like you said, cruel um, <clears throat> is just an understatement um, considering what was supposed to be, you know, a celebration of him, which it still will be. But he's not there to receive those roses, yeah. you know, and that, that's what that's what makes it so cruel because he's given so much over these last 50 years. Um, and made and just made Pittsburgh, I mean, a special place that you knew the home. You know, Franco was there, 
and he was always in the community. He was never a recluse or shied away. Even like you said to the end, like the man was doing interviews. He was at the History Center. One of my good friends, Keith, um, you know, it told me a story. Um, he texted it over earlier and was saying how he he went and got you know got a shirt that was you know cementing the immaculate reception right. It showed the score and the time left against the Raiders. And he was saying he ran into uh, you know a dad with his two daughters, and they were like they were just at the Heinz History Center, and they knew about the immaculate reception because of because of him talking to his daughters about it. They had a ten minute conversation with Franco in the History Center. Like those are the type of stories, and this just happened a day ago. So it's like it, it it's so shocking um, to to hear it to to digest it. And and quote unquote accept it because like I was telling Wolf earlier, Bob, uh, I did not accept what my wife told me this morning um, <laughs> that that Franco had passed. I did I I just I refused to accept it. And then when it hit, the shock started to happen um, because, like I said, the, the, he was a monumental person. Jerry said in the last segment, he he's on the Mount Rushmore Steeler greats. Um, so yeah, it's just it's very tough. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, I've always believed uh, from talking to a lot of, um, you know, the great players from the 70s, uh, you know, Jack Ham among them, you know, after Steelers Digest um, was born in 1988, one of the first, you know, significant uh, national type events, you know, were the Hall of Fame inductions. And Jack Ham was... I think he was 1989. So um, I, I remember going to his office. He had an office. Maybe he still does. But at the time, it was in Sewickley. And I sat down and, um, you know, talking to him about, um, you know, his his honor. And, um, you know, then we just, you know, Jack Ham, very intelligent guy, always had you know, uh, I thought an, a unique and accurate perspective on things. And, you know, Jack Ham started just talking about the Steelers and the and how they were, you know, kind of put together because, you know, Jack Ham came in 1971. Um, so he, you know, pretty much Joe Green. And when you look at the, the Hall of Famers, um, you know, Joe Green was first. Uh, and then, you know, Jack Ham was right there. And, you know, Ham was talking about, the significant players uh, in franchise history. And while, um, you know, he wasn't going to say anything bad about any of his teammates, in my mind, sitting there listening to him, he made it very clear that Joe Green was one and Franco Harris was next. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of fans, and again, I don't mean to disparage anyone, but, you know, fan favorites from those 70 teams, 70s teams, um, you know, uh, the quarterback always gets a lot of attention because he's the quarterback. And, hey, you know, Terry Bradshaw, great player, first ballot Hall of Famer too. Um, Jack Lambert, a lot of people loved him. They loved his passion, you know, throwing Cliff Harris to the ground in yeah. Super Bowl X and you know, all those kinds of things. But um, in Jack Ham's mind, when you looked at what made the Steelers a winning team, a championship contending team, it was Franco Harris. Right. Uh, Franco Harris was to the offense what Joe Green was to the defense. And so, um, you know, the fact that 
the Steelers were retiring Franco Harris's number this weekend, uh, and that he was, you know, the second uh, member of the 1970s Steelers to have that honor bestowed on him. You know, people should understand that it goes beyond the fact that it's the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Now, that made it a nice, neat little package. Right. You know, and it, it made a lot of sense. It was clean. Um, if if anyone chose to, um, you know, make an issue of it, you know, why him? Um, the 50th anniversary of the, of the Immaculate Reception kind of, um, you know, makes it a clean um, process. But it also is in my opinion, historically accurate in terms of who, what of the pecking order of those players. And so, um, uh, you know, again, a lot of uh, fans may be coming to the Steelers dynasty late uh, in their lives or, you know, they're younger people and don't really uh, remember, uh, you know, the early 70s when, you know, the championships were being formed, maybe, you know, and the highlights always have a tendency to focus on Bradshaw doing the, you know, the great things with the receivers. And I mean, that's the way the NFL is now anyway. And it, it, it fits and it's it's more than just a narrative. I mean, that is also historically accurate. But when you're talking about building the blocks for a dynasty, um, Franco was to the offense what Joe Green was for the defense. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. You know what, Labs, who... Who made the statement? Was it the chief that said we didn't we didn't win much before he got here and we didn't lose much after he got here? Yeah, the chief said it. Dan Rooney said it. Okay. Um, you know, it was something that, um, you know, who said it first? I, you know, it probably was the chief, uh, but Dan Rooney said it as well. And to me, when guys like that are talking about it, um, it's true. Right. I mean, it, it's it's. Um, you know, it, it's beyond just a platitude, you know, or a recognition, you know, of someone's contributions. I mean, it's 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 coming from people who, um, you know, had their were the heartbeat of that yes. franchise at that time, and um, you know, they loved, you know, Art Rooney, this Art Rooney Senior loved all those players, you know, yeah. Dan Rooney as well, and so for them to pick out you know, individuals uh, and and offer um, opinions or uh, a perspective that is, you know, I don't know, points, uh, singles them out as something more than the rest. Um, I think it's something you got to take to heart. Boy, that is absolutely the truth, Labs. Labs, I want to thank you for joining in. We appreciate your input, your insight, as always. It's great to hear your voice on and, and such a sad day. Uh, we appreciate the fact that you're able to bring uh, even more understanding and to shine a lot more light on the great Franco Harris and what he means to this team and this city. Uh, I appreciate you, brother. You know I love you. Thank you so much, man. You're All welcome. Right. You guys take care. All right. Thanks, you take Bob. care, brother. Okay, we got to go to break. Uh, when we come back, Max, you can take us out if you if you feel uh, if if you got the notes yeah. in front of you because <laughs> I yeah. lost mine. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you're absolutely right. Now we're going to step aside, um, and in the next hour, we're going to make sure 
We have Wex coming up. Oh, yeah, the we Wexinator. Wex, yeah, that's right. We, we have Wexinator on Wex Wednesdays coming up in his normal spot. But uh, but after that, we're also we're taking calls from Steeler yep. Nation. Um, we know you're hurting. Hey, we know you want to share moments. So we want to make sure we open up the phone lines and give you an opportunity to join the show and just kind of share your thoughts and your memories. And, hey, if it's a therapy session, it's a therapy session. There you go. Um but uh, we're here. The phone line number is 412-919-1316. We're here in the locker room. We'll be back in a moment here on SNR and ESPN Radio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 